Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. Okay, let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us your word and help us to become more like you, Lord. We want to grow spiritually. We want to walk in your way. We want to have the mind of Christ. We want to serve you out of faith and maturity, Lord. We submit to you and ask you to change us and transform us from glory to glory, Father. Thank you so much, Lord, for showing us your way. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Today, I would like to encourage all of you by talking about uh, being a peacemaker. Being a peacemaker. We all should be peacemaker in our service to the Lord. We want to bring peace, unity, joy, love into the community of people. And I would like to read a couple of scriptures first in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 28. The opposite to the peacemaker called troublemaker. A troublemaker plants seed of strife. Gossip separates the best friends. This is a very powerful scripture. And I pray that we will not practice this one. We don't want to be called by the Lord a troublemaker. In other words, everywhere we go, People get into trouble. People feel discouraged or feel bad, feel down. And not only that, the troublemaker like to gossip, like to talk about other people's business or about their own frustration with the people who are not involved at all. You know, sometimes when we get frustrated, we, instead of talking to God or talking to the person directly involved, we just start to go and tell the third person, the fourth person, the fifth person. And people hear the story on one side. And when people hear negative things about the frustration, about negative things, what happens, they get discouraged too. And they may begin to think about the person involved in the wrong way. And their thinking and their perspective of those people become negative. So that's the, how the devil destroy Christian community, destroy the church, through gossiping, through strife, through practicing of being a troublemaker. We have to really hold our tongue and how we talk to people. We want to be peacemaker. Okay, so make sure that we die to our flesh and say, I will not cause trouble in my church or in my care group or any place in the world. We're going to be peacemaker. In Acts chapter 7, 22-26, Moses was taught all the wisdom of the Egyptians, and he was powerful in both speech and action. One day when Moses was 40 years old, he decided to visit his relatives, the people of Israel. He saw an Egyptian mistreating an Israelite. 
So Moses came to the man's defense and avenged him, killing the Egyptian. Moses assumed his fellow Israelites would realize that God has sent him to rescue them, but they did not. The next day, he visited them again and saw two men of Israel fighting. He tried to be a peacemaker. Men, he said, "You are brothers. Why are you fighting each other?" I want to emphasize the last sentence there. He tried to be a peacemaker. Men, you are brothers. Why are you fighting each other? We should follow this example of Moses. We are brother and sister in the Lord, in the church, uh, and in the body of Christ between churches. We should not fight each other. We should not create strife and talking bad on each other and cause heartache and trouble to each other. I promise God that I will try not to criticize any church or attack any congregation or any group because. If I do that, I'll create trouble among believers. I rather think about them in a positive way, pray for them, and love them, and appreciate that at least they serve God. They do something for God. They may not know everything, or and I don't know everything either. We we all don't know everything. We are still learning and growing. So we instead of attacking each other and causing strife and trouble, we should always promote peace, unity. Love and kindness and compassion and encouragement. How many people agree that we all need encouragement? We all need encouragement. Is that right? Uh, yesterday, a couple came from Thailand. I was so encouraged to hear the testimony. I can ask her to share tomorrow with the whole church, and I will translate into English for her, and she's gonna share in the afternoon service too. I want to share with you a little bit now that. When you meet somebody, you want to be an encourager, not to be a troublemaker. Whatever you say, whatever you do, you encourage the brothers and sisters. Yesterday, she told me that she is in a church in northeast of Thailand. She is only three years old Christian. Her husband is a believer, American man, and he kept telling her that you should believe in Jesus and become a Christian. Eventually, she could not stand the pressure from the husband. She went to church and accepted Jesus Christ out of pressure. She did not want to, but she wanted to please her husband. But later on, she listened to our YouTube. She listened all day. The first thing she said, because of the YouTube of New Hope, I really get to know God, and now I'm a real Christian because of your teaching. Because of New Hope International Church Ministry, bless us. And the husband said the same thing. I listened to you in English and really helped me to know God more. So that is really encouraging to me to feel like I want to go on again with the ministry. Then she told me a story of person in her city. This person owned a big company that produced pure water to sell in that city. Kind of well-to-do person, 
but the person is very, very uh, superstitious. The whole house full of statues. And one day, this has happened about four to five months ago. One day, she turned on the teaching from the temple to listen from another religion. And the story is this: that while she was walking out of her computer to the restroom, suddenly the voice came to my voice and become Christian teaching. She was kind of mad. I don't want to listen to this. She went back to her computer, changed it back to the other religion teaching. I think you know what religion. I don't need to mention the name. And she walked away from her computer again to the restroom. Right away, the voice came to my voice. Supernaturally, so she went back again third time, fourth time. Every time happened the same way that the teaching in the YouTube automatically and supernaturally changed to my voice. And by the fourth time, she said, "Okay, I'm gonna listen what this guy has to say." After the restroom time, she listened and she accepted Jesus Christ. She became a Christian. She went to the same church that this sister told me, and asked the elder of the church to go to her home to take out her idols. This is a brand new believer, okay? Brand new believer、and、took out four truckload of statues, four truckload, about four million baht worth. She throw everything away. Brand new believer. Willing to throw four million dollars worth statues of idols away within a month, and now she still go to church. She listen to the teaching, and the lady told me that in her church, most people are growing up spiritually because of the New Hope teaching right now, and even the pastor turned on our teaching in the radio in that city. So when I heard that, wow. I was so lifted up and encouraged that what we are doing, God is supporting. God saved this lady from being an idol worshipper into Christianity because our church, New Hope, spend money and time and energy to produce teaching in the internet. It's so encouraging. So we should be these kind of people everywhere we go. We don't want to cause trouble. We want to cheer people on. Hey, go on, do the good job, cheer them on, like what I preached last Sunday about the father that we should be the type of spiritual father that give words of blessing, words of encouragement, and cheer people on instead of being a troublemaker. Romans chapter eight, verses five to six, the Bible say, "For those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh." But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded or controlled by the Holy Spirit is life and peace. Troublemakers are carnally minded, but peacemakers are spiritually minded. We have to choose between to be controlled by our flesh, but the flesh will always look down on people, cause trouble, strive, or I'm mad. I don't get what I want. I'm gonna fight back. I'm gonna 
throw a tantrum. I'm gonna say something to hurt that person. That is all the flesh. I want to explain to you that the most important thing in our life is not about hate knowledge. You can have big hate knowledge. You can know a lot, but if you still carnally minded, that hate knowledge will not help anybody, including yourself. We should be spiritually minded, and spiritually minded person will choose love. I want to build love. I want to sow love, build unity, build encouragement, and peace, and joy. And morale. So make sure that we are not just pursuing hate knowledge, but we are pursuing the Holy Spirit, who work in us, and work through us, to be a peacemaker. Always ask yourself, what I'm doing here is operated by love or by my flesh, or by my pride. I know better than you. I am more experienced than you. So we need to love people. We cannot. We should not judge anybody or condemn anybody. We should always want to build people up, encourage them. They may not be perfect yet, but our job is to help them to rise up to be better than before. The Holy Spirit will help us to be that kind of people. Galatians chapter five, verses sixteen to twenty-five. You can see from all this scripture that we can choose either walking in the spirit or walking in the flesh. And my prayer is that our brother, sister in the church, our leaders, will be spiritually minded or controlled by the Holy Spirit, not controlled by the flesh. I say, then walk in the spirit. You shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness. Idolatry, sorcery, hatred. Now come into the area of troublemaker. Now, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, troublemaker, and heresy, envy, murders, drunkenness, reveries, and the like. Of which I tell you beforehand. Just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is peace-making, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Control your mouth. Don't gossip. Don't talk negative. Against such, there is no law, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit.
Troublemaking and strife is the manifest presence of the devil. When you allow the devil to work in the church or in your own home or your life, you're gonna try to find way to fight and cause trouble. You instead of building peace and unity, it's the work of the flesh. It's a sign of spiritual immaturity. Let us make decision after you listen to this teaching. From now on, I will be a peacemaker. I will surrender to the Holy Spirit. All these years, I admit to you, I invited the fire of God, the fire of revival into this church since 1996, around that time, 1996. I began to bring the fire of revival. This is 22 years now. And I tell you that I don't want to stop the fire of revival. In fact, many times when I travel on a mission trip, it's so encouraging to see that people in the world are hungry for the fire of God so much. People are so hungry, maybe because they don't have that fire on a regular basis. They don't know how to move in a fire. So when I show up either in Thailand or Europe or in any city, people are so hungry. They want the fire of God. Because the fire of God will come in and burn the, the flesh, the junk out, to make people become more spiritual. We need the cleaning of the Holy Spirit to get rid of the flesh. And I still have that burden passion and strong desire for New Hope International Church that on and on and on no matter how long we serve the Lord in this church no matter how long we have been in the ministry we will still want to come to His presence as little kids and say I am hungry for the move of God I'm hungry a desire to be touched by the fire, to get rid of more of my flesh. In fact, I just talked to Pastor Da lately that I think that I should bring some basic subject to Sunday morning. I taught many basic subjects 13 years ago, the year 2004, year 2005. At that time, we did not have video recording. And as time has gone by, I assume that new people who join this church know what I taught because I expect them to listen to our series of teaching in the MP3 and also video, YouTube. I began to realize that it's not happening. So when I went to Europe this time, I told the whole team of people who built the church in Europe, I'm going to give you homework now. And your job is to listen to two sermons a week and write a report like a Bible school, like a go-to school. Write a report, what you learn from that sermon, and send email to my representative who will screen and send to me. And as has been happening for the past three weeks, the people listen, and I can see that they are growing up now because they are taking serious about learning some basic thing in their life of 
service. And I began to realize that a lot of people in the, our church now, in this generation, don't know what I'm talking about. Don't know the vision, the desire of God that God put in the pastor in this church. So I'm planning to bring some basic back to Sunday morning service because now we have the whole new generation here. And even the old generation may not even see the importance of the fire of God anymore because they think, oh, another decoration in the church. But actually, everything I tell you, the most important thing in this church is the Holy Spirit beside the Word of God. Our church wants to welcome the presence, the touch, and the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit until Jesus comes back. Thank God for the programs. Thank God for the methods, methodology. Thank God for all the things we do in the church, all this and that. We are not perfect church. We may not do everything complete and perfect because we are human beings. But one thing I want to keep in this church is the touch, the move, and the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen? Because He is the one who's going to change us to become more like Jesus Christ. Not the programs, not the methodology, not the just function, do this and that. We need to let the Holy Spirit come in to really burn all the flesh out, all the junk out of our life so that we become like Jesus Christ. And definitely one of the things that we need to become like Jesus Christ is we call peacemaker. When you have more of the Spirit, let the Holy Spirit work in our life. Everywhere we go, we want to build peace, love, understanding. You know, sometimes I have to yield to people. I want to do this way. Another person come this way, but I say, okay, I want to bring peace here. If it's not a sinful thing, I'm going to yield to you. Let's move together in peace. I don't want to fight and quarrel in the church. You see my point here? That we want to choose love and peace as long as what people want to do is not sinful or out of the Bible. Just little, little difference, I will yield to the difference. I will not fight with anybody because I want to bring peace and unity into the church. Amen? First Corinthians 3, 1 to 3 say, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal. The Apostle Paul emphasized again and again that there are two kinds of Christians. Again, this is not about head knowledge. This is about spiritual life. You can be either spiritual, which means you yield to the Holy Spirit, have the fruit of the Holy Spirit, or you yield to carnality. And the Apostle Paul, those who yield to carnality, as to babies in Christ. I don't want to be a pastor who ran the church for 38 years, but still babies. I want to grow up. Amen? I want all of you to grow up, not babies anymore. And how do you know that you are not babies? You walk in the Spirit. You walk in love, you walk with joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That is mature Christian. He said, I fed you with milk and not with solid food. 
For until now you were not able to receive solid food, and even now you are still not able. Wow! Apostle Paul say, "Hey, people in Corinth, you so baby, you don't want to grow up, for you are still carnal. For where there are envy, so in the Corinthian church, what happened? Envy, strife, and division among you. Are you not carnal and behaving like mere men?" Troublemakers are carnal people. Spiritual, mature Christians always want to promote peace, unity, love in the congregation, in the community, in the home, in the care group, in the ministry. We want to see unity, peace, and joy in that group. James chapter three verses. 17 to 18 talk about the wisdom of heaven. You can see from the scripture what wisdom of heaven promotes. What does it promote? James 3:17 to 18. But the wisdom from above, mean from heaven, is first of all pure. The wisdom from God is pure, not cunning, not goofy, not evil. It is also peace. Loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. Ooh, very powerful scripture. I like it. When you receive the wisdom from God, God gives you wisdom how to handle things. And with the wisdom of God, the way you handle things will bring peace because you love peace. You want to be gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. You may want to turn right, but some of your team say, "I want to turn left." And either you fight, or you're going to say, "Let's sit down and pray, and let's yield to each other. Let's make decision together. If we're going to turn right, don't fight anymore. We're not going to fight. We turn right or turn left. We're going to yield to each other. If the whole team say turn left, okay, I yield to you. I want to be peace lover. It is full of mercy." The wisdom of God, full of mercy and good deeds. So powerful scripture here. How many people want the wisdom from God? I want the wisdom from God. Amen. And how can you see that what you are operated on is wisdom from heaven or not? The sign that you are working or you are operating by the wisdom of God is that. You will operate in peace-loving, gentleness, yielded spirit, mercy, and good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. I want our church, our ministry, to reap the harvest of righteousness. Every ministry we run, worship, sound, care group, planting churches. Eventually, the fruit that we produce in the ministry will be the fruit of righteousness. People in the church will walk righteously. People will see Jesus in them. And how we can produce that fruit? We need to walk in the wisdom of God. Amen. When I travel to Europe or 
foreign land to help build the church. I always try to connect to the Holy Spirit and receive the wisdom for the situation of that church, what they should do in this situation. And I want to let the wisdom from heaven help me to really minister to this group of people from this stage to the next stage. Every church has, is in a different stage compared to other churches. So we want to move them to the next level. Next level. How we can do that? Not by man's method, only by the wisdom of God. And if it's wisdom, it will produce peace, unity, and righteousness. Amen? Matthew 5, verse 9, this is the promise of God. God blesses those who work for peace. For they will be called the children of God. How many people want to God to bless you? I want God to bless me. How can I be blessed by God? How can God look at me from heaven and say, I want to bless this guy. I choose to be a peacemaker. A few days ago, I received the email from another land, another country. And that email talked about somebody trying to convince a pastor to like me, to work with me. That person is a missionary, work in another country, and try to join pastor together. And that missionary tried to convince a pastor in that country that, why don't you work with Pastor Lao? He's a godly man. He brings revival. He brings the presence of the Holy Spirit. And that email said that that pastor criticized me big time how bad I am. I don't want to tell you what is the criticism. When I read that email, and in other words, that pastor said, no, I'm not going to work with him. I don't care about the, the fire of God, about revival, about the touch of God. I don't care. I don't want this guy. When I read the email, my flesh, I was very offended. I think in my heart, why do you write this to me? I have enough burden in my life. I don't need to read this email to tell me who hate me. I don't need to know who hates me. It's enough. I need to know who like me. So don't tell me who hates me. I don't need to know this, okay? I know somebody hates me. But, and I write the email back. And my flesh, I want to say it. I want to write something to attack that pastor back. That the problem that happened in his church is not my fault. It is his fault. I, I was so tempted to write something to correct that attack. That is not true. And then the Holy Spirit talked to me. Stop. Erase that sentence. You are not peacemaker. You just don't retaliate. You don't give excuses. Let him attack you. And I am the judge. I will take care of you. I wrote back, I will pray for all of you. I believe revival will happen in that land. Thank you so much for sharing. I believe things will get better. Love in Christ, Pastor Varun. I don't attack back. But my flesh, I want to let that pastor know. He did not have the right to say this to me. You are a liar. I, I was thinking that way. That you, you 
assassinate my character in front of people. You should not do that as a pastor. Again, I need to choose to be a peacemaker. Let it go and build peace. Amen. I want God to bless me, bless my family, and bless this church. John chapter fourteen twenty seven. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. Sometime in the ministry, we get frustrated with people. We may get frustrated with the pastor like me, who has not done what you think I should do, or maybe we get frustrated with some ministry leader, some servant in the church, because. You don't agree, and you don't see that they do what you want, and God try to tell you that, "Hey, I give you peace. When you have Jesus in you, you have peace. Just present your request to me and live in peace, and don't be upset, don't be frustrated, don't be angry, don't be in trouble. Just have peace and love and smile and and laugh and be happy and have fun." And think positive. At least they serve God. At least Pastor Lau is serving God. He's not going out to do something else. He's serving God. He may not be perfect. He may not be good at everything. But at least he's my brother. He serves God. Thank God. You look at another ministry leader. Oh, he doesn't do what I like. That's okay. Just have peace. The peace that Jesus gave to you. Don't allow the devil to give you the turmoil, the troubling heart, the Fear, the anger—just get rid of it as soon as possible. You know, I tell you, sometimes I have that feeling. I have trouble. I have turmoil in my heart about something, and I start to get upset. But the Holy Spirit warns me: "Ha ha ha ha! Stop! Don't do that. Because if you continue to nurture that anger, that frustration, that bitterness, or that dissatisfaction," Eventually, you're going to be a troublemaker yourself. You're not going to build peace anymore. How can you build peace if you don't have peace in yourself? You cannot give to people what you don't have. That's why I love the presence of the Holy Spirit. Because when the Holy Spirit touched me, I have more peace. I can say, "Okay, forget about that. Move on. I don't want to carry that anger anymore. I'm going to move on. I'm going to be happy, serve God with joy, love everybody, like what my." Grandson like to sing. I love people. I love this. I love that. <laughs> He always say, "I love people. I love my mom. I love my grandpa." You see, just love people. That's not a big deal. The world is not going to collapse. Just love and have peace. Okay, don't let any frustration come in and get mad. The Bible say in Isaiah 26 verses 3 to 4, "You will keep him, which means all of us, in perfect peace." Whose mind is stay on you, because he trusts in you, trusts in the Lord forever. For in Jah, the Lord is everlasting strength. How you gonna keep in perfect peace? You need to keep your mind, your eyes on the Lord. Don't look at people. Don't focus on people. Anything come to you that bring frustration? Just. Look at God. Lift that up to God. God, I know this make me frustrated, but 
I'm going to keep my eyes on you. And my heart, my mind, going to stay on you all day long, morning, afternoon, evening, night. I'm not going to focus on the problems. I'm going to pray, and you're going to deal with that. I do my best to communicate. I do my best to talk in love. I'm gonna, not going to be troublemaker. I'm going to leave this issue to you. You're going to take care of this problem for me. And I trust in you. Keep your mind in the Lord. Present your request to God. Keep your mind in Him all day long. Don't look at the problem. Don't magnify the problem. And trust in God because He's going to give you strength. And he's going to help you to change the bad situation into the blessing. Our God is expert in changing the problem into the blessing. So don't try to fight yourself. Don't try to be in a high temperature and get mad and fight yourself. You leave it to the Lord. Amen. Proverbs chapter 10 verse 19. I'm teaching how to be a peacemaker now. When words are many, sin is not absent. But he holds his tongues is wise. Peacemaker usually talk less and listen more. Normally, trouble happens when you talk too much. How many people agree? When you talk too much, you may say wrong sentence that offend people and make people upset. The best is to talk the least you can. Only what the Holy Spirit tells you. Keep your mouth shut, listen, and pray in your heart. You listen, God, this is happening. You help me. You're going to help me to handle this. You're going to resolve this problem for me. Try to control your tongues. Don't talk too much. Leave it to the Lord and make decision. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be joyful. I'm going to be in faith. I trust in the Lord. I'm going to keep my eyes on God. I'm going to be a happy man and happy woman. I'm going to serve you with joy and with smile on my face. Amen. Proverbs 17:19. He who loves a quarrel loves sin. He who builds a high gate invites in destruction. So don't get involved with quarrel. Stay away from it. If people quarrel, you say, I'm not going to involve. I'm going to try to bring peace. I don't want you to quarrel with one another. Brother and sister, try to reconcile to one another. Proverbs 16, 28, A perverse man sows strife, and a whisperer, which means the gossiping, separate the best friend. We read this from NLT a while ago at the beginning. A perverse man is a troublemaker. So in conclusion, let us become a godly, spiritual man and woman of God. We're going to walk by the Spirit. We're going to build peace, unity, and joy. I want to encourage all of you to be this kind of parents. Your kids learn from you. They will see how you behave. And you are peacemaker. Your kids will be a peacemaker as well. If you operate in love, kindness, gentleness, forgiveness, patience, long-suffering to one another, your kids are going to be like you. they follow your example. Amen? It's so important. Don't be insecure. Don't be controlling. 
Be gentle and humble, and let God deal with it. You don't control anybody. Let the Lord deal with the situation, and you just stay in faith, in love, led by the Spirit, and gentleness and peace. Build peace all the time. So from now on, whatever happened in your home, whatever happened in the care group, whatever happened in the church, or in your office, just be a peacemaker. A while ago, I talked to one of our members. I say, "How is your job there?" Oh, trouble! A lot of people in my job here in that area. A lot of troubles, a lot of problems, and I smile. You know what I answer? That's why God put you there, because they have a lot of trouble there. You are peacemaker. Jesus is in you, and you can bring peace in that office. That's what happened to me when I first came to University of Washington at Harborview Hospital. Oh, when I first walked in there, the first few months, a lot of anger and headache, and people are upset because their relative got into car accident, a n e u r i s m rupture. The nurse are tense. The doctor are mad. Everyone looks so. Upset and so tense. Once I become a chief resident at Harborview, I walk around smiling and happy. The whole atmosphere in the ICU changed from being so tense to be very relaxing, because I bring peace there. I have God in me. We need to be the salt and the light everywhere we go. We're gonna make people smile, laugh, happy, peace and joy. Not anger, strife, upsetting, upset and quarreling. We're gonna bring peace into that area. Amen. So I hope that brother who I talked to will listen to me. But sound like he didn't. He say I I like to change the job. I don't want to be around here, around that office anymore. But for me, I want to bring peace there. I'm gonna be the salt and the light to change the situation because I'm a peacemaker. Amen. Father, we thank you so much for teaching us, Lord. To be a peacemaker, Lord, use us to be the salt and the light. Make us a spiritual man and woman of God, not carnal, not babies. We want to grow up, and everywhere we go, Christ will be revealed through us, Lord. Peace and joy, unity, kindness and love, will come through our countenance. Our voice, our words, eye contacts, and personality, Lord. We thank you so much, Lord, for reminding us to be a peacemaker. And we believe, Father, you bless those who bring peace. We want to be blessed by you. We want your wisdom to handle things in life, and your wisdom is peace. Loving, we want your wisdom, Father, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We trust that this message is ministered to you. 
If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty.